Welcome to Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY with Dr. Tanya DeSanto. Each week, Dr. DeSanto gives you advice and information on whether cosmetic dentistry is right for you and on the latest techniques to enhance your smile. Call in with your questions at 629-7970. Stay informed. Stay connected with News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. Well, good morning and welcome to another edition of Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY with Dr. Tanya DeSano from the Prairie Dental Group, actually from her basement. Dr. Tanya, good morning to you. Hey, good morning. It's good to talk to you. I decided to get a better signal, so I'm actually outside. So it's I've never done a radio show or segment outside from my home before. This is kind of weird, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. Yeah, sit out by the pool, and uh, I like that. That's pretty cool. I know. Hear the birds and smell the fresh air. Oh, my goodness, it's nice, you know? Yeah, it's a beautiful so. day outside this morning. It's really nice. I know, I know. And last I know we did this before and I was in my basement and I lost the audience. I lost my connection to you guys. And I just thought maybe it was because I was in my basement. So I thought maybe I'll just go to all the airwaves of the universe and go outside. So um, well, hopefully I won't drop the connection and I can talk to y'all this morning a little bit. But um, it's uh, it's just it's kind of nice to do this outside. I mean, I mean, I do a lot of things now that I can't believe I'm doing actually every day is a new adventure. So. Welcome to 2020. Oh, my goodness. And so, you know how much I love cosmetic dentistry. We all do at Prairie Demo Group. Love it so much. But honestly, like politics just gets in our way every day now. And, you know, I don't know. My husband was talking about 186. We listened to the board call a couple of nights ago and they announced that, you know, everybody was going to go remote, which is two of my three children. And so we're trying to figure out everybody has their own situation. I know. And I get that. Everybody has their own issues and their own stressors. And, you know, ours is we're both frontline workers and we have little kids at home. So what do you do? I don't even know. So, you know, my 11 year old just, just, that's like too little to be home by himself, you know, and then he has to be learning on top of it. So I, I don't know, but we were talking about, um, you know, just he, they made that announcement and he had a really good quote. It seems like it's my quote every day, but he just said, you know, the hits keep coming. They just do. <laughs> and, and, and it's so true. So, you know, then I, it, I feel like I'm so grateful to be at work and have a job to go back to, you know, to have a politician tell you that you can't work was really a weird thing. And so I'm so grateful every day to be, have a job to go to and, and do what I'm loving. And it's just a joy. And then politics just turn it around and get in the way all the time. And it's so frustrating. So we have all these like stressful things in our world. We have kids. We don't know what to do with the kids. And then our jobs and all these people talking about dentistry when they don't even know, I feel like, you know, so, you know, now the World Health Organization just went viral with this on August 12th that, you know, if you're in an area with, you know, the COVID numbers, the positivity rate is higher than normal, that you should delay your dental care. And, you know, this is coming from the World Health Organization, a very respectable organization. I, I just shake my head like, are you kidding me? Like, they did not just send that out to people. Oh, they did. So, you know, the American Dental Association jumped on it and, and just really hit hard. And they just blasted that they respectfully yet strongly disagree with the World Health Organization guidance. And, um, 
you know, it couldn't be further from the truth. And I'm just so sad that they would put out something like that. It's almost like, did you research this before you said that? So, you know, we were mandated to shut down in March. Yes. But that's not because it was necessarily dangerous. That's because we donated all our PPE to the front line and we didn't have any. So there was a huge PPE shortage, if everybody remembers, back in March. And, you know, we just stayed with just emergency dentistry, basically, because we were so scarce on PPE. We just had to do the bare minimum because we didn't have anything. Like, I know that we at Prairie Dental Group, we donated cases of masks and gloves um, to Memorial Medical Center. So we just had, like, two or three boxes. That That's like a half a day for us at a normal pace, you know? So we were really, you know, we had our N95 masks and we would reuse them and use our another mask over it so we could get more life out of our N95 mask. We did this for a long time. So now that we have full PPE, we're open and we're going and, um, you know, the president went on board, I think, well, yeah, it was just yesterday, and he was quoted um, in the news. He said, oral health is an integral part to overall health, and dentistry is essential health care. And dentistry is essential health care because it plays a huge role in evaluating, diagnosing, and preventing or treating oral diseases, which can affect systemic health. So I think in dentistry— we have all learned what happens when you close dentistry for three months. And apparently the World Health Organization didn't look at that um, because, you know, we've created our own new oral health crisis just by closing dentistry down for three months. It's I see it every day in my own practice. And, you know, little things that were overlooked for three months are really big things now. Um, people have a lot more to deal with and a lot more things on their plate oral health care wise than they did earlier this year because they couldn't get their things taken care of, their quote-unquote elective or non-essential things as it was once labeled. So, you know, there's a, um, a law going before Congress to change dentistry to essential frontline healthcare work workers that would protect dentistry for the rest of time so people could get all of their dentistry taken care of. So that's, you know, all this news is, is of yesterday. So, you know, my husband's right. You know, the hits keep coming. It's crazy. Um, because the stats, you know, the proof is in the statistics. Millions and millions of patients have safely visited their dentists in the last few months for full range of dental services. You know, and the president of the ADA said, with appropriate PPE, dental care should continue to be delivered during global pandemics or other disaster situations. You know, we're fully bored, we're fully loaded with PPE, and we have handled everything since the beginning of time. You know, from back in my dental school days, I, I was practicing during the outbreak of HIV. You know, we were all scared of HIV. It was really scary. We didn't know what it was or how it was contracted. And, you know, it was, we learned more and more about this as that year went on. But, you know, we carried on. We We continued. And you know, there's not necessarily a cure for HIV still, and we're still practicing dentistry, and we're still doing it very safely. Um, we lived through every flu season since the beginning of my time. Um, you know, we don't get the flu when we practice dentistry. We never have. No one ever has that 
you know, in my office. I just know that, you know, we are very protected and I'm not saying it can't happen, but the research can't be argued against. I mean, stats are stats. So, you know, the interim guidance that this the, the World Health Organization is recommending is that routine oral health care be delayed until COVID-19 transmission rates decrease, um, you know, from this from the numbers that are, you know, these official recommendations are at these national and subnational and local levels are suggesting. So, um, you know, most of the media coverage of the WHO interim guidance missed that the guidance didn't intend to override official recommendations, but yet, you know, the ADA went on board to just completely um, strongly respectfully but strongly disagree with what they're what they're throwing out there so um you know it is it does bother me a little bit because sometimes people are already they already have a little fear about going into the dental office anyway so i feel like this is just feeding their fears and it's just really unnecessary and it makes me mad because you know, there are just innocent people, patients that I've known for 30 years in this town, and they come into the office because they trust me, but they're still afraid, and I know it, and I see it, and I just tell them it's going to be okay, and they'll be okay, and I think we need people to calm fears, not stir fears in today's times, and I think that sometimes when you take it to another level, you know, people that are really you know, whether they're tired of being home for so long or they're truly afraid, you get crazy. And I think we all see the crazy every day. Mm-hmm. That comes from something, you know, whether it's fear or they're just mad that they're cooped up or whatever. But, you know, the world just gets crazier and crazier. And I think we have to try to offset things that are just not true. So um, in our little corner of the world, we're trying to do that. So... Yeah, that doesn't, help. Yeah, but doesn't that's, help, But that's not even that's not even a statement. You you not only are you trying, you're putting your money where your mouth is. Your 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 office is as sterile as an operating room right now, and that's from a significant cash layout that you laid out for that. You know, to make people feel better. So not only is the WHO's uh, statement uh, um, false, you know, it, it's 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 just it's almost it's almost libelous. I mean, it's it really is. It's like yeah. It, 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 they, they have no idea of the, the precautions and, and steps that many dentists have taken to, to make sure that care is safe and, and, and to put off dental care. Uh, what's, what's funny is I just came across an article about how people are more conscious about their dental care because of the fact they're wearing masks and they can now smell their breath. Oh, that's interesting. I love that. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that that's true. obviously something to be to be said for that. I know that people are really grateful for their appointments in our office. We have hardly any cancellations. I mean, people hold on to those appointments like gold because if you miss your appointment, it, who knows when you're going to get another one offered because we're just really and it's not just our office, every dental office is like this. We you know, when you shut dentistry down for three months, we're incredibly behind. So, you know, you hold on to those appointments like gold, and everybody's very grateful. And I think it's, you know, you appreciate your hygienist a whole lot more than you used to, only because your teeth feel amazing. And, you know, everybody became overdue with their oral health care. And, you know, people are really grateful to get that tooth extracted. Maybe they were afraid before, but they're grateful now, you know, because you can only medicate 
so long, you know, antibiotics and pain medication that only goes so far if you truly need a dental extraction. And I think that if you've ever been in that situation, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, the only answer is to extract the tooth. That's the only answer when you have a problem like that. So, you know, if you maybe needed an extraction in March and you are too afraid to get it done, you know, it's a crisis you know, you lose, and I tell patients, you know, if they need an extraction, I really encourage them to do that because, you know, if you don't, you lose a day of your life because you're just in pain and you can't get that day back, you know, and people that are too busy to schedule their extraction, I just readjust their thoughts. And I think, you know, the extraction is going to be the boss. So you might as well do it when it's on your watch, not when you're in the middle of something and now nothing's going to happen until that tooth is pulled. So um, you just have to kind of educate people and really tell them how important it is to take care of their oral health. And, you know, what got them to that point of needing that extraction is that's how you have to have that conversation and reverse that so that they don't lose any more teeth, you know, whether they lost it from periodontal disease or, um, you know, just disappearing from the dental office too long, or maybe they cracked a tooth and it didn't hurt when it cracked, but it's going to hurt a lot more later. There's all kinds of reasons, but you're not going to get any answers if you shut dentistry down. So, you know, that just really bothers me. Or if you create fear in people to the point that they don't want to find the answers because they have these national organizations telling them to stay away. Oh my goodness. Like, I can't, even my head just spins. So this is why I want to be outside to breathe fresh air so that I keep my sanity. <laughs> Everything like that. I'll tell you what, like, let's help you out a little bit by taking a break here. And, that uh, sounds good. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, well, Dr. Tanya will find your sanity and so will I, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't found it for 57 years. I don't know why I'd find it now. But anyway, it's 7.50 now on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. More Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry is coming up. Back to Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry with Dr. Tanya DeSanto on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. And good morning. Welcome back to Let's Talk Cosmetic Dentistry. And Dr. Tanya, you had an interesting question from a patient. You know, I did. So we're, you know, doing a lot of things um, on the fly. You know, some a lot of these kids from college, they are trying to get their wisdom teeth out. They're trying to get their dental cleanings. So the oral surgeons are just as busy as we are. So if they can't get the patient in before they leave for college to remove a wisdom tooth, I'll just stay a little longer or, you know, come in earlier for that patient, take their tooth out so they can get it done before they go to college. And we've been working long hours trying to accommodate this, but we got to do what we have to do. And I'm happy to help the kids. So um, when I was doing this last week, and it was really early and I think he was tired and, you know, all kids, if they're a teenager and you get up, get up before noon, you're exhausted, right? So, um, I asked him after we had taken the wisdom tooth out, he didn't even know, like we had taken it out. He was so out of it. And he just said, well, I just felt a little pressure. I didn't know that the tooth was already out and I'm thinking, oh my gosh. Okay. So it was just kind of cute. But anyway, um, he said, well, he had one question. He wanted to know if it was okay to vape when he was done. And I thought, I wonder who the tired one is here, because I thought he just asked me about vaping. No, he did not, surely. So I asked him, I said, what did you just say? And he said, I want to know if it's okay to vape. And I thought, okay, he really did ask me that. So I said, well, 
no, it's not okay to vape, not after a, an extraction and not ever. So he got way more than he bargained for. I kept <laughs> child for 20 minutes and talked to him about vaping. I got so behind. My staff was like looking at me because I knew people were waiting for me, but I just used that moment. I thought, you know, I have my mom hat on here and I know his mom doesn't know he's doing this and I'm just going to take on over. And I did. And I explained to him every little thing that happens and what happens to your mouth and what happens. And I said, this is why we just did four cavities for you this summer. Um, and now the plot thickens. It's not that you're not brushing because I was going over brushing with him because, you know, all of a sudden he has all these cavities. It has nothing to do with his brushing habits. And so, you know, things start to unravel. And I explained to him that e-cigarettes, they create an aerosol that's cariogenic, which means cavity causing. Um, it delivers this aerosol vapor that causes cavities. It's delivered right to your tissue and your bone, which is your teeth. And it usually lands right around the gum line. And sometimes earlier in the day in my career, that would be like a Mountain Dew situation when Mountain Dew was all the rage. But now we're seeing all these like root decay issues and it's not usually Mountain Dew. It's a lot of it could be vaping. So we went over all of these things. We went over all the oral effects, um, that causes, you know, his dry mouth. He always tells me his gums are burning and they're swollen. And we've got, we've had him on rinses and we've gone over brushing when all this time it was vaping. So I was a little suspect of it anyway, but I'm suspect of every child anymore because they don't tell parents anything and they, they think that we don't know anything as parents anyhow. But, you know, when I can look at the mouth and put a few dots together, I can add it up. So we talked about it. I told them how dangerous it was. We went over all the history of what it can cause and what it can do. And, um, you know, he, he really just was like most other people. And the fact that, you know, he thinks it's better than smoking. You hear that all the time from patients. But so, you know, it's gaining all this popularity with these younger patients who've never used nicotine products before. And now they're trying these flavored electronic cigarettes. So, you know, it's 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 happening all around us. And it's happening at really early ages, like middle school ages even. Um, it can span like from 8th to 12th grade. You know, they're discovering the, these vaping products. And so... You know, the you can look at the research and the products are like doubling in sales just over the last one year's time. I mean, I looked it up. So, um, you know, these times are changing and we have to also be really well aware of these children and and these issues. You know, um, in 2019, I know the FDA took steps to restrict the sales and marketing of these e-cigarettes to minors. And, you know, that's that was great because they were trying to protect them from using cigarettes further down the road. But there's, you know, there's no evidence that you protect these kids from using cigarettes down the road. I mean, they're just doing it because it's a trend. You know, it doesn't help that you know, as you get older, there are vapor lounges. Um, sometimes they're called vapor houses. They're popping up everywhere, you know, a lot of urban areas and small towns, shopping malls, strip malls, um, anywhere that's like a heavy traffic area. You know, we have them right here in Springfield, I hate to tell you. So, but there's a lot of risks to vaping. So um, you get dry mouth, increased risk of tooth decay, aerosols that evaporate from these flavors. They dry your mouth up, they burn your gums, they, they cause your gums to bleed. You know, a lot of it's not smoking that ruins your teeth. It's nicotine. So um, it's a 
breeding ground for this biofilm matrix to bloom. So there's so much harm that these things cause, and they can cause a lot of irreversible damage to the human body, too. These chemicals that are manufactured into them, you know, you hear about all these lung issues that people are having, and these kids that are in the hospital from all this, like, fast-paced lung disease, and it's so true. You know, this the juice that they call it, this vaping liquid, these are chemicals, and you know, there's diacetyl, there's benzene, heavy metals, nicotine. All these toxic chemicals are, are loaded up with these e-cigarettes. And yes, there's no smoke that comes out of them, but I'm not sure what comes out of them isn't even harsher. So, um, you know, the kids that are really addicted to them have serious irreversible lung damage that you hear about all the time. So he got a he got an earful. Um, I'm sure he's not real happy with me, but that's okay. He may not like me now, but he may thank me later because, you know, those kind of conversations will save a life. So um, it's just something to be aware of. You know, we see it. It's good to talk about it. It's good to give it a little publicity so people become aware of it and, you know, don't think it's not your kid. Never, ever think that. Um, I try to always parent that way, too. Like, uh, you know, that could. where is my kid going? I'm still going to check up on her because I'm still not going to leave her, you know? All right, Dr. So, Tanya, we are out of time. Tell everybody how they can make an appointment. Uh, we'd love to see you. We're at 217-546-0412, and you can look us up online at prairiedentalgroup.com, and we're also on Facebook and Instagram. All right, from the Fly SPI Studios, take the easy way out, WMAY Springfield, 8 o'clock.